You're listening to the Volleyball by Design podcast. Today, we're going to talk about everything volleyball tryouts. So if you're a player, you're going to look at what to do at tryouts. And if you're a coach, I'm going to share with you how I structure my tryouts. So stay tuned. Hi, I'm Coach Brian Singh. And after 11 years coaching competitive volleyball and as a head coach of a college team, I've become obsessed with helping athletes and coaches improve their knowledge and skills of the game by teaching them how to train efficiently and effectively to ultimately reach their volleyball goals. I've created the Volleyball by Design podcast to give you simple, actionable, step-by-step strategies so you can get clarity and apply what you learn right away. This is the Volleyball by Design podcast. What's up, everyone? Thanks so much for tuning in to the Volleyball by Design podcast. If you're new to the podcast, welcome. What took you so long? But I'm glad you found it, and I hope you can find this podcast extremely valuable. And if you are a regular listener, uh, thanks so much for tuning in again. We are in episode four of the Volleyball by Design podcast, and we have a great one for you today where we talk about everything tryouts. Um, But before we start, I do want to mention that If you uh, are new or you have been listening to the podcast, please do me a favor, rate and review the podcast. Um, It is my goal to educate as many people as I can around the world. And in order for me to do that, I need to reach more people Um, and I need to be ranked, you know, higher in iTunes and in Spotify to do that. And rankings and uh, sorry, reviews and ratings really help. Um, And it just, you know, helps with the show as well. So please do that. And if you are interested in the contest that I'm hosting for the month of July, Really simple. The winner gets a one-on-one coaching call with myself, and I may even do two winners depending on how many people we get. And we dial in and talk everything volleyball. I mean, all you have to do to enter the contest is rate and review, take a screenshot, post it on Instagram, tag me, Brian Singh underscore Coach B, and then hashtag volleyball by design and you'd be entered to hopefully win the contest and get a one-on-one coaching call with myself. All right. So that is it in terms of the volleyball podcast, uh, in terms of the contest, and let's dial in and get into tryouts. So whether you're a player or a coach, I think this is going to be great for you because you're going to get a little bit of clarity um, and really how I structure my tryouts and what I look for in coaches. And I can say with pretty 100% certainty that many coaches around North America and the world look for very similar things, all right? So let's start with how I structure my tryouts, okay? So we host tryouts in September, as many uh, clubs and uh, places do host it in September. Some, I, mean, I think in the U.S., clubs start maybe in November, December, depending on club season. But we, we have ours in September. And what I start off with is a tryout presentation, So before athletes even enter the gym, they go to a classroom and I give them a quick five to 10 minute presentation. Now, why do I do this? In in the past, I've found that there are so many athletes that will get changed, go through the tryout, and then at the end of it, when you kind of give them the spiel on what the expectation is or when you have practices or just anything about the program, they realize that the program isn't for them and they may not be able to make the commitment. And that's the worst thing as a coach is to go through all this work, maybe have selected a great group of kids and then notice that, wait a minute, some of them can actually follow through with the commitment. And then you kind of just you're, you're at a position where, well, what a waste of time that was. So what we do 
is we invite them into a classroom. And by the way, if you're a club coach or high school coach, you can definitely do the same thing. Uh, maybe not into a classroom, but you could do it outside the gym or whatever the case is. And what we do is we start off with a tryout presentation. Now, what's included in my tryout presentation? Well, I first of all introduce myself and our coaches and just talk to them really quick, a 60 second to 120 second spiel on who I am, what I'm all about, what my vision is and what I what my expectations are. And then I introduce our assistant coaches and they kind of give a quick spiel about themselves too. Sometimes I just kind of talk about my assistant coaches. They don't they just say hi. And then we talk about the program. So what does the schedule look like for this program? What is their commitment like? So if you're a club team, how many practices do you have a week? How, uh, how long are the practices? Are they expected to do things outside of the practice? How many tournaments and games are you going to be um, entering? Are you going to nationals? Are you traveling across the country? Are you going to a different country? You know, all these things are really important for them to lay out at, even before they step on the court. What is the cost of your program? Why, what's included in that cost? You know, little things like this are extremely important for the athletes and parents to know. At the college level, there isn't really a cost, so it's really just scheduling and, and commitment. And at our level, we have, um, we have practices three times a week, and we have strength and training sessions three times a week, in addition to team meetings and stuff like that. So it's a lot... It's a big commitment for our guys at, at our level. Now, it's funny because I was the old school me was the four to five practices a week, but all the science and the new school of me is three hours or sorry, three practices a week, two and a half hours each, and it's dialed in and focused. So as opposed to five, we go to three, and sometimes it's just two hours. Uh, but most, but I, I say two and a half hours because we have like a little pre-practice warm-up that the guys can come in and do before um, the real practice starts. So in our in our practice, like this is kind of a tangent, but we've actually found that three practices a week is sufficient. It's so it's actually it's way more efficient and it's enough where we get the result. And actually, our results got significantly better when we moved to three practices a week versus five, because we also have strength training that the guy, the guys have to do and, and other things like that. So and on top of that, your athletes are in school as well, which also plays a significant role in the commitment. All right, so we lay it out to them like that in terms of commitment, and then we talk about um, look for us. Uh, so look for are basic things that we look for in tryouts. And some of the things that we look for are obviously skill set. So the skills really do matter. Athleticism, commitment. So how committed are the athletes? And then character. And I put an asterisk beside character and I'm going to come back to that because that's extremely important. And then family. Those are the five things that we as a, as a team, as a coaching staff, look for. All right. Now, let's talk about skill set. So skill set really comes down to, okay, can they execute the fundamentals, right? Obviously, this is an easy one. You're a volleyball player or a coach. You need to know if you're athletes or you can execute the fundamentals. So when I look at my players in tryouts and I'm looking at left sides, for example, uh, not only do I look at the result of how well they can pass and hit, but I look at the technique and fundamental that goes along with that pass, that skill. So you know, if I'm looking at passing, well, are they elevating their shoulders? Are they creating a platform? Are they angling efficiently? How are they moving? Um, are they being efficient when they pass? You know, little like so. Like I want to make sure that the athletes have the fundamentals because you got to remember you are going to have to teach athletes. So how 
you got to look at where they where they're coming from to where they want to be and, and how well you can get them there so the skills are definitely important now athleticism is the second most important part so what we do is we measure two things we measure the vertical their vertical jump and their touch that i kind of put that in one category so what is their vertical and how high do they touch and then we look at a little bit of a speed so we do a little speed test and that's it two two things vertical jump which is their actual vertical jump and their spike or their reach their uh, whatever their highest reach is and then a little simple speed test that's it that's all that we care about because as volleyball players, that's all we really need to know. Um, now, here's the caveat. So if the skill set isn't there, but you're a 6'6 who can jump through the roof, then I may, I'm, I may be able to work with that. And we may be able to transition you to like a middle role or a right side role, depending on how well you can develop. Um, but if you have a little bit of coordination, athleticism, that's fantastic. And I can work with that. So that's why it's important to not just look at skills because skills are great and they are absolutely your number one priority to an extent. Athleticism is a must in terms of measuring what the athlete can do. All right. And then the commitment, which I, I, I mentioned before, commitment is huge. Like you want to make sure that they are not just like looking for the win you want to make sure they're committed to you the program um their development like and this this comes with conversations all right character oh this is a big one for me and this is a big one that i think many coaches listening to this can relate to the worst thing is you pick a player based on their skill and they have the a really bad character a really poor character so what i say that is they're not really a team player they're negative, they're a poison in the locker room. And all it takes is one player to be a poison in the locker room where you have an issue. And it kills the team morale, the team chemistry, and just everything. It's just not a good vibe. It's not a good it's not a good feeling to have as as a team. And it's the experience really sucks when that happens as well. So we value character over anything. Or you could be LeBron James. But if you don't have the character, unfortunately for us, you won't be welcome on our team because that's what we value. And I am speaking from experience where it just takes one player, one player to ruin the dynamic of the team, the experience of the team. And it's up to you as coaches and as players to make sure that doesn't happen. So how do we look at character? How do we gauge that? Well, we go through an interview process with our players. So uh, after the presentation, they kind of have that. Now they know the culture of our team. They know the establishment, right? They know how it works. So at the end of the tryout, we make sure we have a conversation with every single player, whether they, they, whether you're on the team, whether we're going to give you a, uh, the potential of a shot to be in our team, whether we're inviting you back for another tryout or whether you're not going to make the team at all. We have a conversation with you. It's really important to have a conversation with every athlete because listen, they took the time out of their schedule to come and try out for your team. It's your responsibility as a coach and as a human being to give them a little bit of feedback. I don't care if you have 100 players. Make the time. And if you can't have the time in that gym, call them. Because the worst thing you can do to an athlete is not just degrade them, but deflate them to a point where they feel like they're a failure. And I refuse for any athlete to feel like they're a failure. And as coaches, it's our responsibility to make sure that doesn't happen. So we have exit meetings with every single player and say, listen, if they're not going to make the team, we say, listen, thank you so much for trying out. 
We really appreciate it. Unfortunately, your skill level isn't just what we're looking for yet, but we encourage you to do X, Y, and Z or whatever the case is. At least show them that you care. Because to be quite honest, I do care about every athlete that comes to my gym that it's t- taken the time to show up and try. I mean, like, honestly, that's, that is 100% real with you. So that's, that's what I, I feel it's important to have that interview with every single player. Now, the players that you are interested in, you're going to have a little bit of a different conversation. So you're going to want to find out a little bit more about them, about their history, about their life. Like, get them to talk, tell you about themselves, you know. So, so tell me about yourself. Give me some... Tell me about yourself. Really simple. And then you can go into asking more serious questions like, okay, um, if we were to tell you right now that unfortunately we're not looking in in this direction, you know, what would your answer be? And hear what they say. Hear if it's genuine. If we said, we always put a situation, if we said, you know, third set, fifth set, unfortunately, we don't feel like you're the player that's going to help us win that particular match and we decide to put you on the bench, what are you going to do about it? Well, you. what do you want to hear? You want to hear that... I, that's okay. That I trust that coaches are going to make the best decision, and I care about the team. It's not about me. It's about the team. And it's all their answers. If it revolves around the team over themselves, then check mark, check mark, check mark. That's great culture. That's great character. And you can tell if an athlete's being genuine or if they're just trying to, you know, tell you what you want to hear. So really important with the character thing. And, I, and the reason I'm spending so much time talking about this is because I know what a crucial mistake of picking a player. Uh, based on their skill and not their character can be because you're with that you're stuck with that player for the rest of the season if you're in club they've paid so now you have that issue if you're in college or high school well it's easy to say sorry thank you for your time but later we're not we're not with you and you know what listen even at my level i always always no matter what for some reason i'm always suspending players in the beginning of the season because they still don't get it and it's and uh, i want to say i yeah i have actually kicked players off the team because of character even after going through all this so sometimes you may not even get it right but after going through all this there still may be a a situation where you have to kick players off the team and it's unfortunate but it happens but what i will say is do it earlier than later because you want to make sure the culture of your team is established early in the season so get rid of any player that damages that culture early so that you can have success going forward all right. And then the last thing is family. So family is really important because family is uh, where you're going to, you want to create an experience. Like I always tell my coaches when we have our meetings and as well as even the players too, our job is to create an experience that fosters success and growth. And what we want to do is we want to, like when our players leave our gym at the end and when they graduate, we want them to remember the experience they have. Yes, the wins are great. Getting better as a player and training is great. But we want them to have a really great experience. We want them to leave our gym as better human beings, as better men, better women, whatever the case is. And that's that's the, that's the true success of coaching and of being a player is to leaving with a better experience. So we want to give them a family-orientated experience. For our team, we want them to be able to welcome, have new brothers in their life and relationships that they're going to have after they leave our team. And that's important. So making sure you foster that is really significant. Okay. Um, we have three tryouts. Uh, yeah, three tryouts is enough. Don't do more than three tryouts. Sometimes even two tryouts is enough, uh, but three tryouts is good. Um, and then in our tryouts, we only do two to four drills max, max. Uh, you don't need 10 drills in a tryout to figure out, you know, how good the players are going to be or, or whatever the case is. All right two to four drills max. 
So we do a general warm-up drill. We do like a, it's known as the butterfly. It's a very common drill where we have, you know, serve to pass, pass to target, target catches, and then becomes the server. So I'm sure many of you have heard, have seen or heard this drill before. It's a very simple drill. Why do I like it? Because you get to see ball control, you get to see passing, um, you get to see uh, serving. Really simple. Um, and that's significant. Passing and serving, the most important skills of our game, we get to see with this one drill. And you could even advance this drill by throwing in setting in there. Like, so what we, what we do sometimes is the server serves, the passer passes, the setter sets, the attacker hits the ball, and then the attacker goes and shags the ball and joins the serving line. So you could do that way. You could even take it a step further, and after the attacker hits, the server digs. Now in the in the women's game, I'm, I'm, in the men's game, it's really tough to do that because they hit really hard and people can get injured. But in the women's game, where rallies tend to happen more, and absolutely no disrespect to the women's game whatsoever, um, it's just easy. It's you're it's easily, it's more controllable in the women's environment because of the athleticism. So you could have server serve, passer pass, setter set, hitter hit, and then the server digs the ball. Now that's interesting, right? So you do that too. Um, so that's one drill we do. Uh, we do another drill called three in, three out. Um, it would be a disservice to you to explain it over the podcast because I'd have to draw it out and show it to you. But what it is, it's a it's a wash drill where everybody advances one row forward. So imagine, I'm not going to explain the whole thing because like I said, it'll, it'll be a disservice, but I'll give you the general ideal of it. Basically, it's six on six volleyball. There are three lines coming in out of the backcourt. Um if the it's like champion versus challenger if the challenger side wins everybody advances one row so you think about it there's six there's four rows in our game right there's front court back court front court back court so everybody advances one row um and then the people at the back come and join the line again and then if the champion side wins then the challenger side just comes out so the the last row advances to the front the front row advances back to the back of the line that's kind of the logistics of it but I don't want, it's going to go, I'm going to go into too much detail and you're going to get lost. So that's what it is. All right. Um, and then you may want to do some kind of hitting drill. You may want to do a hitting drill. Uh, that's just, as, again, to give them in a, in a controlled environment to swing. Um, but yeah, that's, that's relatively it when it comes to tryouts. Uh, you don't want to do too much crazy things, um, but you want to make sure it's efficient. You do enough of what you have to do so that everybody can, um, can benefit from it. All right. So that's how I structure my tryouts in 17 minutes or less so far since you're listening to this now players you've been patient so that's that's what a trial should look like so players you may have picked up on a couple of things already um that i've talked about in this which is character so what are some things you can do as a player to stand out to the coach here are some simple things you can do when you go into the tryout introduce yourself to the coach and shake their hand uh now given covid this may be different in the upcoming tryouts, but you get what I'm saying. Introduce yourself to the coaches and say, hey, my name is Brian. Thank you so much for the opportunity of trying out. I'm a left side. I hope um, I hope we get a chance to, to work together, or I hope I get an opportunity to play for your team. Done. Now, as a coach, I have a face to put with a name and a position. Great. So now, even though I have a ton of athletes that I'm looking at, I know who you are. Right now, I know this is a, a, a lot of athletes are shy at tryouts, but this is a huge advantage that you just gave yourself by letting the coach know exactly who you are. And it tells the coach that, wow, this player is respectable. They took the time to come over and talk to me and introduce themselves. 
I like this. I like where this is going so far. Now, all you have to do is demonstrate the skill because guess what this does? If you have the exact same skill as another player and the coaches are on the fence between these two players, you just gave yourself a competitive advantage because now the coach knows who you are. And the fact that you introduce yourself to the coach ahead of time, boom, check mark. All right. Now, when you're on the court and you're performing these drills, um, as I mentioned before, skills are important. Now, I'm going to assume you've heard the whole character spiel on me, okay? So I'm going to assume you already know your character is good, you're going to be a team player, and all that stuff is great, okay? So on the court note, on the court now, you have to demonstrate that you have great character as well as the skills. So two things, really, really fine-tune the skills, okay? Listen, if you're having a bad tryout and your passes aren't perfect all the time, if your technique and fundamental is there, that will be noticeable by a coach. A coach will see, wait a minute, wow, that was a great platform. His angles were great. His shoulders were elevated. His movement was great. He knows how to read seams. He knows how to read servers. Like These are great things that you can do in, that, that are in your control. So really dial in on the fundamentals and the skills. You have to. Okay, They're, they're so important. And don't don't be that player who doesn't fine-tune their fundamentals and skills before tryouts. It's, it's important that you do that, okay? During rallies and during games, um, be a team player. Support your teammates. So if a player dies for a ball, go up to them and say, hey, good job. Help them up. Be a team player. Don't show a ton of frustration and have that negative frustration affect your teammates that are, that are on the court. You don't want to do that. It's not a good look for you, okay? So you want to show competitiveness. You want to be competitive, and you also want to be a team player while you do that. You don't want to be negative on the court as well, okay? You want to make sure that you're that, that yeah, you get, you get what I'm saying, team player, okay? Um, you also want to make sure that you are being vocal on the court. Okay, don't be, try not try not to be quiet. Now, don't get me wrong. I get it if you're an introvert and you're quiet, it's hard to break out of that shell, okay? So this is not a deal breaker, but it's an advantage. So if you're vocal, that's great. Like let's say, for example, you're a left side and you pass the ball to your setter and you're like left side, left side or outside or whatever. That tells the coach that you want the ball, that you're aggressive, that you are, you know, you're, you're letting the setter know you're an available option. Communication is such an underutilized skill. It's, a, it's an actual skill, believe it or not. And I think that it's extremely underutilized. People don't communicate enough in our game and they need to. So I think it's really important that you communicate with your teammates so that you can show your coaches and your team that you're an option and you're a viable teammate to hit. All right. Make sure you're um, you're dapping your teammates, you're giving them high fives, all right, being that kind of player. All right, making sure that you know. You come prepared to try out with your water bottle ready to go so that when you get a water break, you take a drink of water and you're back on the court right away. Okay. Like you don't, you don't want to be that last person coming back. Um, and then make sure at the end of the tryout, even though like in case coaches aren't having the exit interviews, like make sure you thank them for the opportunity to try out for the team. All right. Little things like that are super important. I'm not saying suck up. I'm not saying do that. I'm saying be a nice, genuine person. Show interest. Show interest that you're genuinely interested in the team and you'll be surprised how far that can take you. All right? So these are some things that will definitely help you in tryouts. Um, and I'm again, like they're very simple things that, again, I didn't really go into detail about, you know, if you're a left side, make sure you're doing this because that just goes down to the skill. Like if you're a left side, make sure you know how to swing and pass. 
Make sure you're hitting with a purpose, not just pounding the ball. Right? All of these things are skill-based things. So it just in, as a general tip, make sure you fine-tune the fundamentals and the skills of the game. All right? Uh, and then the other things we talked about are, are just kind of add into to the character, to the commitment, to the, to the family, to the teammate. That's what you want to be. You want to demonstrate your ability to be that. All right? So that's pretty much all I'm going to talk about in terms of tryouts. I hope I gave you a pretty good grasp of what a tryout should look like, how you can structure a tryout, whether you're a coach um, or even an athlete, how to approach a tryout in that sense. And I think that you'll get a, a ton of more success by doing it this way. Um, and yeah, I think that's about it. So I hope you enjoyed um, this little spiel about tryouts. Uh, is if you um, if you're new to the podcast again, listen, subscribe. Please give me a rate and review. I really appreciate it. And if you are uh, gonna, if you're interested in getting that one-on-one coaching call with myself, three things you got to do: rate and review, screenshot, put it on Instagram, tag me Brian Singh underscore Coach B, and then hashtag Volleyball by Design. All right. Listen, have yourself a great rest of your day. I appreciate you tuning in. I wish you the best of luck in your training, and I can't wait to see what you can do in this game. All right? Have a great rest of your day. Take care. All right, cue the music. Look, are you at the stage you want to be in your volleyball journey? How would it feel to get clarity on your training, and instead of taking months to get better, you could improve in weeks, if not days? When I was a young coach and player, I felt this way all the time. The truth is, after I got some great advice on how to be efficient, my learning curve grew exponentially. Let me show you how to be more efficient and effective in this game. I invite you to check out CoachBTraining.com for more resources that you can use to take your game to the next level. I look forward to helping you reach your volleyball goals.